When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. I hope you're all having a great week, and if you are listening to this, don't forget to take a screenshot, post it on your IG story, tag me, tweet it, tag me so I can retweet, repost, all of that. Thank you so much to everyone that did that last week or just like this past whole week, just anytime ever, honestly. I love seeing who listens to this, and I just feel like we're really like such a cool group of, I was going to say gals, but just of people, you know? Um, yeah. How has the week been, you guys? We have been experiencing some earthquakes and it's really, I've just never felt anything like that in my life. Um, apparently there was an earthquake cause I grew up in Washington state. So like West coast gang, but it's like earthquakes up there aren't as regular I mean they are obviously but like not as much so apparently the last big earthquake was when I was like a baby or like a toddler like I don't remember it so I just remember I think it was on yeah it was on 4th of July I was literally about to leave in the morning to go to my friends and I like always before I leave I need to pee. Like, I always pee before I leave the house. Hydrate a gang. Like, let me know if you can relate. I always have to pee so much. Literally before doing this podcast, I was like, I better pee. (laughs) If you've ever been around me, you know. If you're hydrated, you know. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to pee. As I was walking to the bathroom, I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was crazy. And I think because my building is, like, big and there's just, like, a lot, I don't know, it's like an older building. Obviously, it's been like renovated and stuff, or I don't know what the word is when they like fix it, make it earthquake safe, all of that. But I could just hear like all the pipes rattling. I could hear all the windows, like not just mine, like all of them. And it literally sounded like the building was going to like fall down in that moment. So I f- my first instinct was to like FaceTime my friend. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, oh my God, like I kind of feel it too. And it just, like, kept going on and on. And I guess I didn't really know that that was, like, regular or that that wasn't really regular. Like, that usually earthquakes are, like, not that long. I think the first one was 30 seconds. So then I was, like, what the fuck? Um, And then I was, like, is it safe for me to, like, take the elevator? Like, what am I supposed to do right now? Because if you're not used to it, it's, like, what what's going on? So then I went to my friends. We were, like, what the fuck? Took an uvu pool there. A guy got in. He was like, wow, did y'all feel that? I really thought that, you know, I just smoked some bad weed. Like, I was like, what's going on? Um, And I just was kind of like, whatever. And then I forgot about it the rest of the day. Like, whatever. Talked about it with my friends. It was chill. And then on whatever other day that was, well, I woke up that night to another one. But I think it was small and I was, like, waking up to it. So it, like, ended really quick. And then there was an even longer one, I think on Friday, like the next day, Friday or Saturday. And that one was even longer. 
And I was already on FaceTime when that one was happening. So I was like, what the fuck? And it just kept going on and on. And yeah, that one I actually did feel like for a couple days after just kind of off, like seasick. Like I was like, what the fuck? Um, so yeah, that was great. And I actually left to go to my friend's house after that too, because it was just scary. Like, I don't know, being alone and especially not really knowing like what to do in that situation. Um, I felt very overwhelmed and I was like, what if I die? Like, I'm not even with my friends or family. Um, so that was definitely scary, but we got through it and I learned some earthquake tips and tricks. Um, my apartment sent out this like thing from, I don't know what you would call it, but somebody that was on like an emergency thing. I don't know if they were a firefighter or like something a little more not local. (laughs) What's the word? I don't know. (laughs) But basically it was talking about how, uh, when, like if there's a big, big earthquake and things are like falling and stuff, like we're taught to go, like in school, we're taught to go under our desk. We're taught to go like in the door frame. We're taught to like hide under something. But most deaths that occur during earthquakes are the result of people being crushed by things. So the um, little article was about how you're actually supposed to get next to something. So for example, um, if you're in your car, a lot of people stay in their cars and um, they end up getting crushed. Like if a building falls, it's going to crush your car. You're going to be crushed with your car. So if you get next to your car and kind of like go in the fetal position, whatever falls is going to leave a little like, it's going to leave some space in between the car that's being crushed and the ground. So you're going to be safe in that little like area. So same if you're like in bed, um, going to like the end of your bed, next to your bed, um, in a fetal position, if anything were to fall on you, it wouldn't crush you because you'd be like safe in that little like triangle space in between the object and like the ground or like a couch or like any just like big item. So I thought that was really interesting that like I had never heard of that because that does make a lot of sense. So let me know if you've ever heard of that. But yeah, I just remember always doing like earthquake drills in school and we were always taught to go under our desk. So what is this scam? I would like to know. Let me know if you've ever heard of that. But yeah, it was definitely scary. And it was just funny, like talking to my friends that are from here and that are just used to earthquakes because they were like, oh, I, yeah, I think I felt it. Like, I don't know, like IDC. And I was like, oh my God, like, did you, like, that was so scary. Like, what the fuck? So, you know, just non-local things. But yeah, I would love to know if you guys were affected by it, if you're in the area or if you've ever experienced anything like that. Fuck, natural disasters are like something else because especially earthquakes, it's like you can't really predict when it's going to happen. So that's just like great. Um, But yeah, I definitely feel a little more educated about it now. So I feel less scared because, um, I don't know, just talking to people, getting info, stocking up water, you know, because you never know. I don't know. I just feel... Knowledge is power, you know? So if you're educated about anything, it's less scary because you know how to handle it. So let this be a lesson to us all, you know? Um, Anyway, moving on, we're going to talk more about Mercury Retrograde today because I feel like, who's been experiencing this, guys? Like, cancer season and Mercury Retrograde, it's kind of a lot. Like, it's kind of like, what is going on with my life? (laughs) Who am I? 
I need an aqua for right now, and I don't know where it is. Oh, found her. It's like a, a mini one. Um, but yeah. So Mercury retrograde. How has it been going for y'all? So far for me, it's been chill. Not going much, but <laughs> literally. Um, but I was reading this article that my mom actually sent me by Gray Crawford, and he's talking about Mercury retrograde and Cancer and Leo because it's during Cancer and Leo season. It's during the whole month of July, like literally until July 31st. Um, just applying an aquaphor, don't mind me. But I thought this was great because it really gave some good insights. Um, let's see. Let us see. So I've actually said this before too, but typically we're taught, we're told during Mercury retrograde that it's not good to like start new things, sign contracts, make purchases. But you know, it's like, we can't put our entire lives on hold, especially like this whole month. Like basically you can't live your life in fear of astrology, you know, like you got to live your life. Um, and he says in this, it's important to recognize that Mercury retrograde possesses a different quality of time when it's retrograde versus when it's like regular, direct. <laughs> the slow turning backward motion of Mercury calls for introspection and playing, paying close attention to inner guidance and intuition in relation to whatever is undertaken. While Mercury is retrograde, we can become aware of numerous signs indicating it's not the right time to do something we've been con consciously fixating on making happen. However, is, if everything is lining up well to embark on a new initiative, there is no reason to refrain from acting just because of fear that Mercury is retrograde. So I don't know if you have like an idea about something like, oh, I want to like go on this trip or I really want to like get this, but then you start feeling like, oh, like, I don't know. I didn't think about like this aspect of it, or maybe I should put this on hold. You know, just listen to those things, those thoughts. Um, a really big thing of Mercury retrograde, a really big um, point of it, uh, the vibes of Mercury retrograde is that um, we're a lot more likely to be in tune with our intuition and we're a lot likely to go into ourselves and kind of look to ourselves for guidance rather than being focused on external world or external circumstances or people or whatever. Um, so just pay attention to that. Like you don't need to live your life in fear. Um, and I feel like a lot of people who maybe don't really know that much about astrology or just kind of are like reading, you know, like there's different levels of astrology Twitters. There's like the ones who are astrologers and there's ones that are like meme accounts. You know what I mean? So if you're only following the meme accounts, you're going to be like scared of Mercury retrograde, I feel like. Uh. Or just, I don't know, random people will talk about it. And it's like, oh my God, this is like my life's going to end. Not going to want a bitch. But yeah, it's just an opportunity for us to be reflective and for us to, again, listen to our intuition and trust ourselves, trust our feelings. Okay. I think we can all benefit from that. Um, he also says, we are often called to revisit an old pattern or issue while Mercury is retrograde, but rather than becoming angry and frustrated over having to rework or re-engage with something from the past, a special friend, it's better to utilize the opportunity. Oh, 
thank you for resolving old issues, making reparations and repairs where needed, and coming to terms with whatever needs completion in order to effectively welcome a new influx of new developments. Wow. That's amazing. Take time for reflection regarding whatever you've outgrown and feel that the time has arrived to release. Breaking free from old habits and getting ready for just taking over a new form. And he also states that this is a a really almost like strong one because of the solar and lunar eclipses. Um, Basically, the retrograde is happening. You know, a solar eclipse just occurred and a lunar eclipse is about to occur like after Mercury retrograde. So we're in this time where there's just a lot of energy of like, again, reflecting, like almost shedding our old skin and turning into something just better, more beautiful, more true to our, the core of who we are, you know? So I really feel like after this month, like the next five months of 2019 are just going to be really next level, I would like to say, because think of all the bullshit we had to endure over these past six months. And we're like, we're learning from it. We're seeing what, you know, what bits and pieces we would like to continue taking with us and what we would like to leave behind. So sorry. Thank you for teaching me, but no more. Um, So I think a good example, something that I have personally experienced is, you know, TBTs from the past coming up. (laughs) I experienced this, I feel like every Mercury retrograde. (laughs) You know, Um, but for example, let's just say hypothetically, uh, a TBT hits you up and maybe in the past you'd be like, oh my God, they're, they're thinking of me like, oh my God, like that's so, wow, like miss them. Like, oh my gosh, like maybe you weren't even thinking about them before, but then they hit you up and you're like honored. Like you're like, wow, this is, this is so great for me. And it's like, no, let's look at the pattern. Okay. Let's look at how does this person actually treat you? Like, okay, maybe they're nice to your face. Maybe they're like, oh my God, like missed you. Like, how have you been? I have, I've just been so busy. Like it's been crazy how busy I've been. Me. (laughs) And then you like hang out and then boom, they're gone for another like three months until the pattern continues. And Mercury retrograde perhaps is an opportunity for you to realize that pattern and for for you to realize, is this temporary excitement or maybe dare I say satisfaction really worth the long-term effects to your self-esteem, your relationship with, you know, maybe people who would treat you with more respect. The T group chat, does it really need another story time about this TBT or have we moved, like, can we move on? Does anyone even care anymore or is this old news? (laughs) So Mercury retrograde is a great time for these realizations, and I am happy to say that I have already blocked a few people, and I think that's great because, again, breaking free from old habits, leaving that in the past, we already know what's going to happen. You know, we see the pattern clearly now, and we're able to recognize that and, again, leave it in the past and move on. So let me know if you can relate. Um, I just think so often, especially as women, but I know everyone experiences this, but I can only speak from my own experience. So that's what I'm going to say, but apply it to your own situation as necessary. But I feel like so often 
we want to give people the benefit of the doubt. We want people to have good intentions. And it's not even to say like, oh, everyone is so evil. <laughs> it's like it's not about being dramatic, but I just think if you put up with something for long enough or multiple times or even just once, if you put up with something, if you don't speak your mind, if you don't set your boundaries, and if you don't cut someone off or let them just at least let them know when they've crossed a boundary or if they are kind of like at that line, people are going to not like people can't read your mind, I guess, when it comes down to it. Like you can take the route of like, oh, like everyone's like so no one cares about me like oh my god but you also have to take some responsibility and that was I setting a boundary was I being clear on what I'm comfortable with what I'm not comfortable with what I'll put up with and what I won't tolerate and even just with yourself you know like are you continually talking to someone who has hurt you who is hurting you who doesn't respect your boundaries who doesn't respect I guess what you want you know in the relationship or whatever, um, you know, are you clear yourself with what you're comfortable with? And this is just a time. Well, yeah, I guess so people can't read your mind. So if you're, if someone keeps coming in your life, who's like toxic and you're not setting those boundaries, like maybe take some responsibility for that and be like, okay, this is the time now. Maybe we can realize that during Mercury retrograde and tell ourselves this is the time now to set that boundary. Even if you don't, like you don't even have to necessarily waste your time telling it to the person, but just telling yourself, reminding yourself and being like, I'm not going to allow this person to do that to me anymore because now I'm clear on what I want, what I don't want, what I'm comfortable with, what I'm not, what I will tolerate and what I will not any of it under any circumstances. (laughs) So just something lightly to think about um, because I know I've definitely fallen into that trap of like not taking responsibility. Like, okay, I wasn't clear on what I wanted. I wasn't clear that I wasn't comfortable with this. How can I really place all the blame on this person when, you know, if you don't say anything, they're going to be like, oh, well, she's fine with it. Like she didn't say anything. Like what? if there was a problem, she would let me know, you know? (laughs) So just a light reminder, but let me know if you've ever experienced that. Let me know if any TBTs have hit you up. I would love to know. And how did you handle it? Are you like, oh my gosh. And I would also like to note that just because someone from the past, even like not a special friend, just a friend, like anyone, like any, even like a event, honestly, but it's not always, it doesn't always mean that, oh, this, oh, like, oh my God, like a TBT, like, (laughs) You know, this can also be an opportunity to revisit a relationship, a friendship, whatever, and maybe see if there's something still there. Maybe try rekindling something. Again, trusting your intuition and your feelings is key here because you don't want to be like, I don't know, you just, you want to make sure that it's the right decision for you. Like, oh, like you don't want to be dumb. No offense. Like I'm really honestly talking to myself here, but you don't want to be dumb and be like, oh my God, like what they hit me up. Like maybe there's like a chance. Like you have to be like, okay, let's, let's see how I feel about this. Am I like, uh, am I like, oh my God, so excited. If I'm overly excited, I have to ask myself why. Like again, look at the past patterns. Look at how this person has made you feel in the past and look at what they're doing now. Does it really seem like they have changed? 
or not. And yeah, I don't think it's like you you have to like block people instantly if they text you. But, you know, just look at how you feel. Maybe you can like rekindle something, but maybe you can block instantly. Like it's really up to you, but we have a lot of options here as we can tell. So yeah, that's Mercury Retrograde. Let me know what your thoughts. Let me know your story times. I would love to hear because am I the only one? I don't know. <laughs> uh, something else I saw on a Twitter, which was also very applicable, kind of relates to this. Um, okay, so there was a tweet uh, that this dude tweeted, and he said, sex is something women let men do to them. I wish y'all would stop saying it's an even exchange. And low-key, it's kind of like, where's the lie? Um, yeah, like I would like you to do some reflection and ask yourself, I mean, hopefully you can't relate, but when was the last time you felt like there was an even exchange? Like when, like, I don't know. It's just so easy for us to feel used for us to almost like be used. And I don't really have any tips and tricks, but I just kind of wanted to bring this up as a way to open the conversation because I would love to hear your insights. Um, I feel, you know, there's such an orgasm gap, meaning that, you know, for the most part, guys are nutting every time. And I don't, what's the percentage? I know I've like read it before, but I forget. But the percentage of women having orgasms to men is like shocking. Like there's a shocking difference. Um And then just the way that we're socialized and that we're like, oh my God, like this guy's paying attention to me. (laughs) And it's like, what are we even really benefiting? Like, it's kind of like a scam, you know? So the next time, (laughs) the next time you feel like you like somebody, you have to ask yourself, maybe this is problematic to say, but what am I even gaining from it? (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah, I just feel like, in so many instances, I'm better off, like, not, like, there's so much bullshit that goes into relationships with cishet men that it's kind of like, what? And again, I don't really have any, like, tips and tricks or, like, I don't have any profound statements to make about this, but I honestly would just like to open the conversation to hear your thoughts. Um, yeah. I'm currently reading a book, Why Women Have Better Sex Under Socialism and Other Arguments for Economic Independence. And it's a really good book so far. I'm on the second, second, third chapter. Um, but yeah, so far learning a lot. And I'm currently at a part where they're talking about um, <laughs> the chapters, what to expect when you're expecting exploitation on motherhood. <laughs> but it's talking about gender discrimination um, in the workplace and basically how, let me read this. This is a really good book so far. Gender discrimination arises because society constructs archetypes of the ideal man and the ideal woman based on their supposedly natural biological differences. This is not to say that men and women are the same, but but only that our beliefs about how men and women behave are a figment of our collective imaginations. Um, 
When a student ranks a professor with a female name lower than a professor with a male name, the student may assume that the male professor has more time and energy to dedicate to his teaching because he's not distracted by his care obligations outside of work, like taking care of your family, having kids, etc. Employers also assume that men will put their careers over their families because they are supposedly less biologically attached to children. It doesn't matter if individual men decide to stay home with their children or if individual women sterilize themselves to overcome the challenges of work-family balance. Our gender stereotypes of how men and women behave are rooted in our ideas about the natural link between biological sex and this, and how this informs our life choices. Um, so basically, like, everything's a scam, and I just, I don't really know what to do. So let me know, uh, do you have any tips, tricks, and hacks? Uh... Yeah. Again, well, I'm not really like far into this book, so can't really comment too much, but I would like to let you know that I am reading it and so far I like it. Um, How does this relate to what I was previously talking about, about orgasm gaps and what do we gain from it? It's just like focus on yourself, you know, but then that's also hard because if you're attracted to men, it's like, what are you supposed to do and how do you get equality or should I say equity in a society that like really really prevents that you know with um again kind of like what the book was saying about our expectations of um gender and how we're kind of taught to want this you know we're socialized to have kids and clean and cook and do all this stuff it's like we're it's like what like I just I don't know. I feel very frustrated. Um but what's also cool about educating yourself about things like this, even though it does make way for a lot of frustration, anger, sadness, even dare I say, um, it does kind of make you aware at how much bullshit there is and how you don't have to worry about certain stuff, or at least you can become aware of it and question it. Like I'm trying to think of a specific example, but like, oh, this is an example of a guy being socialized this way and I'm socialized this way. And that's why he thinks that he can get away with treating me like this. And that's why I, my like knee jerk reaction is to be like, oh yeah, this is regular. So see, it all kind of ties in, but what can we do to overcome this? I don't yet know. (laughs) So let me know what your thoughts are. But yeah, just kind of been thinking about this recently because I've been reading this book and I just kind of observing um, the things that go on around me, even in my everyday life, interactions that I have with men, interactions that my friends do. Like it's, it's just interesting. So what will Mercury Retrograde teach me about this? Updates to come. <laughs> Please It all ties in together, as we can see. Um, But please let me know your thoughts on any of these topics. Once again, don't forget to screenshot this, post it on your IG story, tag me, tweet it to me, tag me, retweet, repost, you know, and let me know what you guys want me to talk about next week. And also, I did my first one this past Monday, but I'm going to start doing Monday Monday live streams on IG, kind of talking about the podcast and... Um, I don't know, just kind of chatting with you guys. It was really fun last time. It was chill. 
you know, we had some Q&As, we had some tea spilling, we had a little this, a little that. So yeah, I'm excited to do one this upcoming Monday. I was going to do it the day after a podcast, but I feel, I just like the way a Monday, Monday IG Live sounds. Like a Friday Finesse Day IG Live, it's like it doesn't have the same goal-driven ring to it. You know, a Friday Finesse Day, I kind of expect me to post an Instagram like in sunglasses by a pool talking on the phone swindling a deal you know like I don't really see myself like yes like Fridays where you like rejoice in the blessings that Monty Monday has bestowed upon you you know anyway so yeah definitely look I definitely look forward to this upcoming Monday and chatting with you guys about any of these topics so thank you for listening y'all love you